guys, welcome back. You're listening to Find Your Kind, the podcast with your host, Delaney Jenks. You're currently listening to this podcast on the Hopeful Valley Student Publications Network, where students come together to publish content to share with the world. Please note that the opinions expressed in this episode are mine and mine alone. In this episode, The Art of Self-Love, my goal here is to talk about how we can shift our mindset to one of self-compassion and forgiveness, where we can begin the journey of being kinder to ourselves. In previous episodes, I've talked about the different ways we as individuals can exert kindness towards ourselves, communities, and our environment. But I think it's time we took a bit of a turn for this episode and talk about something that matters more than we may think, and that is expressing kindness towards ourselves. Derived from Buddhist psychology, self-compassion entails treating yourself with kindness and care like we would treat a dear friend. Self-kindness can vary from taking a self-care day with a nice bath and face mask, maybe even treating yourself by buying something you've been wanting for a while, to acting in a kind and understanding way towards yourself. For example, instead of being critical when you mess up on something and telling yourself, I'm such a klutz, I'll never be as good at this as others, try and be more supportive of yourself and think, it's okay that I messed up. I worked hard and I'll succeed next time. If we were to treat ourselves as we would a friend in a similar situation, more likely than not, we'd be kind, encouraging, and understanding. Sometimes, we get so caught up in being kind to others that we forget the importance of being kind to ourselves as well. Believe me, it's hard to forgive yourself for your own mistakes, disappointments, and so on. But perhaps because we were never taught how to. Hopefully today, I can change that. As I already mentioned, kindness is something that is learned. Therefore, being kinder to ourselves may require a little effort and time on our part, but we can apply techniques such as self-reflection, self-care, appreciating simple joys, and even journaling to our daily lives to remind us to be kind to ourselves. The first thing you need to do is set the intention that self-compassion is something that you want to try and actively notice the negative thoughts in your mind that are overly critical and judgmental. Then, turn to mindfulness. Observe your thoughts without judgment. The second thing to do, no matter the issue, is remind yourself you're not alone. Others have similar feelings, experiences, and thoughts. And finally, be kind to yourself. Make a commitment to treating yourself like you would your close friends. Grant yourself permission to be imperfect. There are also many other ways to practice self-kindness as well, so here are a few. The first thing you can do is write a self-compassionate letter where you first identify something about yourself that makes you feel ashamed, insecure, or not good enough. Once you identify some, write it down and describe how it makes you feel. Maybe sad, embarrassed, or angry. Be as honest as possible, knowing that no one but you will see what you write. Then write a letter to yourself expressing understanding and acceptance for that part of yourself that you dislike. After writing the letter, put it down for a while, then come back to it later and read it again, especially whenever you're feeling bad about this aspect of yourself. I personally tried this self-compassion exercise and writing my thoughts down on paper really gave me clarity and the process really helped me think about how I can address situations and mistakes differently. It really just let my mind be my motivator. Okay, so the next thing is taking care of your physical health. 
When we're feeling down, our bodies tend to hang on to all that pent-up energy and emotion. A great way to clear that energy is through physical exercise. This may look like going out for a walk every day in your neighborhood or taking a yoga class once a week. Whatever you choose is up to you. Just make sure it feels good and you're having fun while you're at it. You can also take a self-care day. Maybe draw yourself a bath, cook your favorite food, or choose to stay in for a movie night. This may seem like a cliche approach to self-kindness, but you can also buy yourself flowers. There is a great power in treating yourself in the same manner as you would treat someone you love. I tried this the other day and put the flowers in my room, and every time I walked by them, it was a reminder of self-nourishment and that I'm doing my best. As the old Buddhist says, you yourself, as much as anybody in the entire universe, deserves your own love and affection. A self-care day is about being present with yourself and enjoying the little things with more appreciation. Next, there is no shame in asking for help, which is why when it comes to emotional and mental health, seeking out professional help is a major win and a great way to be kind to yourself. We can't always help ourselves, and having someone to hold space for us, listen and hear us out, and offer perspectives that we wouldn't otherwise have on our own is really important. Trying meditation is also a wonderful practice of tuning into your mental state and teaching yourself how to be self-compassionate. With so many meditation videos and applications out there, you can find teacher-guided sessions or just timers with gentle background music to ease yourself into it. And last but not least, sometimes practicing self-kindness is about cutting the cords of what no longer brings you joy in life. This can be a routine, an idea, or a person. It's okay to walk away from something that brings you down. When you let go and distance yourself, more space opens up for you to fill that void with what actually makes you happy. There has been an overwhelming amount of research on self-compassion over the last decade, which has shown its benefits for well-being. Individuals who are kinder to themselves tend to have greater life satisfaction, motivation, better relationships and physical health, and less anxiety and depression. They also gain a sense of resilience that helps them cope with stressful life events. When we show ourselves love, we allow ourselves to experience positive, healthy feelings. There's an actual chemical component released by our bodies when we practice self-compassion, known as oxytocin, a feel-good hormone that reduces feelings of adrenaline, stress, and anxiety. Many people fear self-compassion is really just a form of self-pity, though it's actually an antidote to self-pity. While self-pity means thinking poor me about situations, self-compassion recognizes that life is hard for everyone. Research even shows that self-compassionate people are more likely to engage in perspective-taking and less likely to think about how bad things are, which is one of the reasons they have better mental health. We need to stop seeing self-compassion and self-care as a sign of weakness. At this point, research has proven that when life gets tough, you want to be kind to yourself. It's only going to make you and your mind stronger. I want to finish today's episode with a quote by Ruth Fischel. It is a beautiful experience being with ourselves at a level of complete acceptance. When that begins to happen, when you give up resistance and needing to be perfect, a peace will come over you as you have never known. With that, I wish you guys all the best in your journey towards self-compassion. And until next time, keep safe and stay kind. 